This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. They will pass judgment upon him. And if they find him wanting... They will consume him. That sounds extreme. Hmm. Hey guys, welcome back to Me, Myself, and I. I am, as always, your intrepid host, game master, and player, Trevor DeVal. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and as always, if you're not subscribed to the show, please do hit the subscribe button below. Also, if you want to support the show through Patreon, you can do that through the links below, and there's all kinds of useful stuff in the links below. But we're not here to talk about links below. We are here to continue the journey of Arn Kalapunki. Last time, he uh, stumbled through the wilderness for several weeks. Um, trying to recuperate, trying to resupply, all that stuff. Eventually, he wound up at a fortified village in the middle of a river called the Shattered River, and this village was called Frostmoor, run by an overseer by the name of Lago, who was a disfigured hunter who was obsessed with avenging a wrong. What that wrong is, we haven't actually discovered yet, but we also discovered that the, the village, the settlement has been plagued by well, a plague <laughs> that causes people to basically have disfiguring wounds appear on them. The muscles in their face kind of fall like a palsy. And more importantly, it can induce paralysis. So this is a problem and the disease is getting much worse. And when, when Arn swore his vow to Lago, Lago told him that time was of the essence and that if he didn't uh, come up with some solution, don't bother coming back at all because the people would... <laughs> all be succumbed to this illness. One of the possible complications for uh, failure here is going to be basically the disease gets worse. I'm not gonna use the actual threat rules from Delve uh, that, that do exist in that book. This is just gonna be my own little homebrew idea. Basically, anytime that there's a consequence that deals with the, the disease getting worse, time passing, that kind of stuff, I'm just gonna keep a, a tally of it, and uh, that's going to be like its own little track. Lago also told him that he had a number of alchemists from the, the surrounding wilderness uh, come and try and come up with a cure, but no one was able to do it. Arn thought that maybe by gathering a particular group of herbs, he could start the process of at least fabricating some sort of relief or something for the, the uh, disease. So Arn is gonna do his gather information roll as he speaks to his newfound friends in the tavern. Gather information with plus two is a weak hit with a result of a four. The information complicates your quest or introduces a new danger. Envision what you discover and take plus one momentum. Well, his momentum will go up to plus six, which is good. What is some some clue? What is, what is some valuable piece of information that he gets, but somehow complicates the situation? 23. Manipulate. 91. Manipulate pride. We know that Lago is, is bent on avenging a wrong. I think that the people he speaks to in the drinking house Take him aside and tell him that shortly before this disease began, Lago was in conference with a an alchemist, perhaps what people consider to be a, a witch from the wilds. They weren't privy to the conversation because Lago and this witch, we'll, we'll call him, spent 
long hours alone in the longhouse together. So this fisherman that Arn is speaking to says, I'm not entirely certain who this witch was or why Logo wanted to speak to him, but I know for certain that whatever this witch said, it made Lago very angry. He was shouting obscenities at him, saying things that seemed to indicate that Lago's pride was wounded in the exchange for some reason. But uh, just between you and me, I would not be surprised to discover that the cause of this illness is not natural. I believe that it was that witch who brought down a curse upon this village because of Lago's pride. But that is just the opinion of one man and the roll of the dice. <laughs> so, okay, well, uh, this does complicate things because now Arn has reason to believe that this witch, whose name, ah, Vigo. Thank you, friend. I suppose I will have to go and speak again with the overseer. I do not know if that is such a wise idea, Arn. The overseer was extremely angry, and I believe if you were to even bring up the name of this witch, this Vigo, to the overseer, it would not go well for you. I'm sure you have already experienced that Largo is an unfriendly sort by nature. This new disease has not made his demeanor any better. Still, I might be able to ask members of his household guard if they saw anything. Perhaps I will do that. That's actually not a bad idea. So he's going to continue his gathering information, but this time he's going to go back to the longhouse and he's not going to speak to Lago. In fact, he's going to avoid Lago. He goes up to the, the main uh, entrance of the, of the longhouse and there are two guards with spears standing in front of the door. Excuse me, friends. I do not mean to take up any of your time, but I had a question about this Vigo who apparently was in conference with the overseer some weeks ago, shortly before this plague started. Do either of you have any information you could share with me about this witch? Good question. And it all depends on the gather information roll. Plus wits. Gonna be five. Ooh, in this case, that's a strong hit, because that was actually a one. I don't know if you saw that there. Strong hit on a gather information is something helpful and specific. Envision what you learn and take plus two momentum as momentum now goes up to eight. What is the information, the very helpful information that these guards are able to tell Arn about Vigo the witch. It's going to be 27, abandon, 24, balance, abandon balance, abandonment of balance. Okay, that means to me that Vigo is in fact some sort of nature priest, like a druid, right? Whose ostensible job is to maintain the balance of nature, the, the, the balance of civilization and the wildness of nature. And that kind of makes sense because Frostmoor is in the middle of the deep wilds and there's not a lot of human settlements in the deep wilds for a reason. The deep wilds is extremely wild and dangerous. So I think that Lago, in order to preserve his his people knew that he had to have some protection against the elements, against the wild nature of the deep wilds itself. So at one point, Lago went to seek out this witch, this druid named Vigo, to try and enter into an agreement with Vigo, to basically say to Vigo, listen, my people exist here on this island. Uh, we probably shouldn't be here, but we want to survive. And so that we're gonna enter into a compact. But what happened was, Someone abandoned the balance. Someone went back on their word. Someone broke the compact. It was either Vigo 
or Lago. The, the compact between civilization and nature was broken by one of those sides. This guard tells uh, Arn that Vigo came to the village. There was, a, there was a confrontation that happened. The guards heard a little bit of the details, but not a lot. Lago was, was irate and furious, and so was Vigo. And they believe that Vigo had something to do with this plague, that Vigo himself brought down a curse upon the village of Frostmoor. So Arn asks the guards, I think it is necessary that I speak to Log about this. I do not know if that is a good idea, Arn. Anyone who speaks to Lago about this topic is in for a bad surprise. I understand. But if Vigo is responsible for this curse, then I must find him. And Lago might be able to tell me how to do just that. So. The guards let Arn in. He goes in to see Lago. Lago, who's sitting there by the fire, staring into the fire in his big, you know, hulking uh, uh, wolf cloak kind of thing. His ruined half face, you know, being reflected by the flames that are coming out of the uh, out of the hearth. He turns to see Arn coming in. He kind of stands up. I had assumed you would have left by now to try and find a cure. I am in the process of doing just that, Overseer. But it has come to my attention that you had an argument with a druid by the name of Vigo. And right away, I think Lago kind of like steals himself. Do not mention that name in this house. I do not mean to stir your ire over this, Lago. Whatever agreement you had with this Vigo, whatever compact you entered into, is not any of my concern or my affair, but Many people of this village, your own guards included, believe that this Vigo may be responsible for the plague. It may be Vigo himself who brought down this plague as a curse. You believe that this druid has such powers to call down a plague upon innocent people? I do not know, but it's worthy of investigation. Tell me, where can I find this Vigo? As far as I know, that druid resides about a day's walk north of here. What can you tell me about the nature of this compact that was broken? That is none of your concern. If Vigo himself is in fact responsible for this plague, then you must find him and find a way to lift it. If that means putting your blade through his throat, then so be it. I hope that it does not come to that. I care not if he lives or dies. What I care about is the people of this village being freed from this curse, if curse in fact it is. If it is a curse and not a standard plague, then my going into the wilds and looking for herbs will be of very limited use. I will need to find Vigo himself and gather more information about it from him. So I think that uh, this counts as a milestone. Now he has to go off. He knows that Vigo exists about a day's walk to the north, somewhere in the deep wild. I don't think he needs to do a full journey. It's a day. It is a dangerous place, though. So here's what I'm going to do. I think I've done this before. I'm just going to basically give him one uh, travel roll, basically undertake a journey roll, um, and that'll that'll cover the whole thing. Plus wits. He does not share a bond. So this is a straight up plus two, and he rolls a failure. You are waylaid by a perilous event. Pay the price. He sets off in 
the mid-morning, having just had a conversation with Lago, sets off along the shattered river, which even now is slowly beginning to freeze over. As I said before, winter has not yet descended upon the Ironlands, but it is on the way. A light dusting of snow is falling through the trees. Very quickly, the shattered river narrows and gets subsumed on either side by the thick, tall pine and spruce woods of the deep wilds. The rest of the forest underneath is filled with heavy, twisting undergrowth. And as he's moving along the river, following the directions as best as he was given them, what is the perilous event? 55. It causes a delay or puts you at a disadvantage. It causes a delay. Well, because Vigo, the druid, knows these woods so well and is in contact with all the birds and the animals and such, I think that Vigo knows that Arn is coming. He does not know who this stranger is, but he does know that any stranger coming out of Frostmoor right now can't be a good thing, considering that he and Frostmoor are essentially at war. Arn looks behind him, and the river that he had been following is no longer in sight. That's strange, he thinks. He's a woodsman. He's a tracker. He knows his way through such things. He's a wayfinder. So he tries to double back to find the river. The river is a great navigational tool, obviously. But as he does so, it is as though the trees themselves have reoriented themselves to push Arn along a different path. Very strange and something he has never encountered before. He tries again, thinking, of course, he has just made a simple navigational error. But try as he might, he cannot find the way back to the river and very soon becomes surprisingly lost in these woods. That's not a good thing to be lost in the deep wilds, for he has heard all manner of tales about what kind of creatures reside in the deep wilds. This is a bad place to be lost in, and he is now lost in the deep wilds because the forest itself has conspired against him through some ancient magic, perhaps? He has no way of knowing that. This sets him back, and that means that I am going to start a clock, basically, for the disease. So I'm gonna call this the plague. So I'm gonna fill in one box on that. That is the consequence of his being delayed. It's the plague gets worse back in Frostmore. He has now got to find his way out of this twisting maze of, of mossy trees and try and find his way back to the river so we can navigate north to find the abode of this Vigo, the Druid. I think now that the forest is actually conspiring against him, this is a face danger rule. Face danger, using wits, plus two. Gonna be, ooh, that's a failure. You fail, your progress is undermined by a dramatic and costly turn of events, pay the price. This is bad. Unless he wants to, no, we can't. Well, actually he could. He has momentum of eight. Yeah, I think we're gonna do it. We're gonna burn our momentum back down to two, which burns at seven, which means it's a weak hit. You succeed, but face a troublesome cost. Choose one. Oh, you know what? He is delayed further. He's gonna suffer one momentum, so he's gonna go down to plus one. And also, also, the plague will worsen. So he actually winds up being lost in the woods for a couple of days. Meanwhile, back in Frostmoor, the plague is spreading. Another box filled in. So he does succeed. It does take him another day or two to finally make his way out of this maze of trees that he is now convinced 
are actively working against him in concert? Are the directions that Lago gave him to the woodland home of Vigo the Druid, are they accurate? Or has Vigo hidden his home? I think it's a very good chance he has. He's already been aware, been made aware of Arn, the stranger from the village who he's just cursed, coming north, probably to find him. He's already altered the trees to prevent him from finding his home. I think it is almost certain that the directions are now hopelessly out of date. <laughs> so 11 or greater is a yes. Yes. So. Arn gets to the spot that he's been given directions to. He knows he's at the proper landmark that he's been given, but there is no sign of Vigo's residence. What manner of sorcerer is this Vigo who can call upon the trees themselves to reorient themselves? He's gonna have to try the old-fashioned way. He's gonna have to try and find some evidence of Vigo's presence. He's gonna have to track. Gather information, plus width, plus two is seven, strong hit. You discover something helpful and specific. Great, plus two momentum, which brings him up to plus three. I think that uh, Vigo's residence has been physically altered, physically moved by the trees themselves. So I, I'm, I'm not sure what the residence looks like. I, I'm, sort of, I'm imagining kind of like a, uh, almost like a, a forester's hut, but on, on large stilts kind of thing, almost like Bobby Yaga's hut, except not chicken legs, just just like regular stilts. And I think those stilts actually, yeah, I think that, that Vigo can command the wood and the, the natural forces in the, 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 the trees that make up the legs of this hut to kind of make it walk and reposition itself. That's kind of cool, yeah. And I think what Arn finds is something that confounds him again. It's a series of footprints in the earth, but they're footprints that, that are, they're not feet. They're basically a series of four posts that seem to be moving almost like a large four-legged animal would. This is very confounding to him, but it is the path that he finds. He's got a strong hit, so he is going to continue following that and he will come to the hut of Vigo. And as he does, he emerges into not really a clearing. I think the hut is sort of located on a, on a forested hill. So this is a poor representation. I've just put this house on a dock, <laughs> but it gives, it gives the idea anyway that the house is somehow on some kind of like stilts kind of thing. Arn emerges having followed the tracks in the muddy, snowy, wet ground, emerging in front of this hut built on what appear to be large wooden posts like legs. There's a chance that Arn is able to sort of sneak up. Does Vigo know that Arn has found him right now? Uh, I think it's likely, so 26 or more. Uh, yes, so Vigo has prepared for Arn. He's been watching him through the eyes of the woodland creatures, the birds and such who are his messengers, his eyes and ears in the forest. And as Arn emerges, I think that Vigo steps out of the door. I think he looks wild. I think he's got like branches in his big burly beard and such, but uh, let's find out a little bit about him. Let's get a character description for Vigo. We have 22. Successful. Okay, so that tells me that he is very much in control of the local wilderness. That's probably not good for Arn. What is his opening disposition here, 35? Indifferent. So he knows that Arn is coming, but he's indifferent to him in that he doesn't suspect Arn is really a threat. I think that maybe he is more curious than defensive. And Vigo says, 
You know what? This is the Ironlands. And I did say that the Ironlands were sort of my version of Australia. Yeah, yeah, why not? That's quite far enough, stranger. What brings you to the home of Vigo the Druid? I have been sent from the village of Frostmoor to find a cure for the plague that has been affecting them. Have you now? So you're a creature of Lagos, are you? I do not serve Lago. I only wish to help the innocent people of Frostmoor overcome their illness. An illness that they did not bring upon themselves. Are you responsible for this plague, Vigo the Druid? I am not responsible for anything that happens to the village. Their overseer, Lago, is. He was the one that broke the compact. He was the one that went back on his word to me. And now, he is the one that shall have to bear the burden and the responsibility of watching his people's faces fall and their legs and arms go numb. Perhaps this will encourage him to return south, back to the rest of where you Ironlanders come from. I do not wish to become embroiled in any local politics. What must I do to convince you to lift this curse? Hmm. Well, he's nowhere near resolving this vow. <laughs> so, Capel, persuade something. So this is plus heart. Good for Arn. Plus heart. Oh, strong hit. They'll do what you want to share what they know. Take plus one momentum, which brings them up to plus four. If you use this exchange to gather information, make that move now and add plus one. Well, I think that's exactly what he's doing, which in this case is going to be well, with plus two, but plus one is plus three. Boom. Ooh, no. No. The investigation unearths a dire threat and reveals an unwelcome truth. Only Logo himself can do that. Only he can save his people. And how is that to happen exactly? Quite simple. Logo must come here himself and do penance for breaking his bond with me and with the Deep Wilds. So, if you can convince that prideful, scornful heap of unpleasantness to come here and admit his own wrongdoing, then the plague will be lifted. Pay the price for the failed gather information roll. What does that look like? 53. It causes a delay or puts you at a disadvantage. Even now, the plague grows worse. I can feel the very air around the village grows thick and heavy with sickness. Return and tell Logo that his time runs out. Which means that the delay causes, ooh, causes the plague to worsen. Logo will certainly demand to know what form this penance will take. I must be able to tell him something. Mm, what, what's the nature of his penance? What is the nature of the penance? 14, inspect. Zero nine, wound. The wound of the broken compact. Yeah, yeah. Look around you, Ironlander, and tell me what you see. Arn does. And as he looks, he can see that the trees around him all have large, bleeding wounds. The, the wounds on the trees are bleeding sap. He didn't think anything of this before. Trees, you know, ooze sap all the time. But as he looks around, he can see a definite pattern. The trees around him are all bleeding in a way. 
The breaking of the compact has had a physical effect on the wilds. Such was the nature of the deal that I made. Logo's breaking his word has caused physical harm to come to my beloved forest. The overseer must bring himself before the spirits that guide this place. They will pass judgment upon him, and if they find him wanting, they will consume him. That sounds extreme. Mm. This is what must be done. He has broken the compact. Only he can atone for that. Bring him here, if you can. That does act as a uh, milestone on the chart, but it has introduced a new complication. There is no way that in his unpleasantness, in his pride, that Lago is going to be so easily convinced to come and prostrate himself before, you know, for judgment before the spirits of the wood. This is going to take some fancy talking or something on Arn's part. I will do what I can, but I must have your word that if Lago agrees to this, brings himself here, and submits himself to the judgment of the forest, that you will use what power you have to lift the curse. As I said, it's not up to me. If the overseer repents, then the spirits of the forest may find it in their hearts to ease the burden of the people who reside on the river. Until then, nothing can be done. Go. Arn continues back and he returns back to the fortified village of Frostmore there on the shattered river. Large chunks of ice floating down the waterway. He once again gets on board a fisherman's boat and is taken across the water and immediately goes to the longhouse, the home of the overseer, Lago. Ah, our would-be savior returns with a cure for the plague, I do hope. I will be unable to lift this plague. Then you are of less use to me than even those alchemists were. You broke your compact with Vigo, whatever that was. And now the spirits of the forest demand that you submit to their judgment. That madman who dwells in the forest to the north has convinced you of a fantasy. There are no spirits of the wood. It is only his wounded pride that was damaged here. He would have you bring me all the way to him groveling on my knees to apologize to him. I spit upon that idea. Why should I apologize to he when it was he? Overseer, it is not my place to become involved in your political spat. If you care for the well-being of the people under your protection at all, then you will come with me. See this Vigo. Apologize to him for breaking your compact. And hear what the spirits of the wood have to say. There are no spirits of the wood, you fool. This is the ravings of a madman. Oh, overseer. I think you are wrong in this. I myself have experienced the power of these woods under the control of this Vigo. I strongly suggest that you take him seriously. This is a compel. He's trying to reason with him. Plus four. Aren't pretty good at this. With a nine. <laughs> so he's going to succeed, but they ask something of you in return. Very well, outsider. I will waste mine and the village's time by going with you to see this madman. But 
you will quickly come to understand that he is nothing more than a con. He controls no powers. This is the very nature of this broken compact. He claimed to be able to use his powers to offer my people prosperity. That was the deal. But our people have been starving for the better part of a year now. The fish in the waters do not leap into the baskets of the fishermen as this Vigo pretended would happen. Our people have been tricked by this charlatan. So I will go with you to see this Vigo. But when you understand as well as I do that he has no powers at all, that this is just some elaborate game he has been playing with me and my people, you will help me bring him to justice. Very well. Let us set out to Vigo and test your theory. Orn, Lago the Overseer, and two of his house carls, his guards, set out to see Vigo in the northern woods. Takes another day to get there. Again, Vigo's no interest in making this complicated for them, so they arrive basically the, on the night of the following day. Vigo is waiting for them. Well, well, you've actually convinced him to come and right the wrong he has done me. Don't get your hopes up, Druid. For it is you who has wronged me. Please, both of you. I have brought the overseer as you asked, Vigo. Now, take us to these spirits of the woods. Come this way. Vigo leads them into a glade. Vigo closes his eyes, begins to sort of intone something under his breath, raises his arms. A low mist, a low fog rolls in over the glade as he's as Vigo is raising his arms and, and, and quietly intoning some words under his breath. The sky above the clouds sort of part, revealing the stars and the moon, which casts a, a cold, silvery luminescence upon the proceedings below. And as this happens, from these, from between the trees, from between the shadows of the trees, emerge three different figures. The first, is heralded by a low growl and yellow eyes as a gargantuan wolf appears. From over here, there is a clodding thumping sound and the, 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 the slide and scrape of stone on stone as a creature emerges, which looks to be made of living rock itself. And from over here, the trees themselves seem to animate. And one of the trees themselves actually steps forward from between the rest of the trees and, and, and stands there. Sort of this, this almost ant-like thing, but much smaller. These, of course, are the spirits of the wood. This obviously takes Lago aback. The spirits of the wood are before you, overseer. Bend your knee now and submit yourself to the judgment of the spirits of the forest. Lago is stunned by this manifestation of power. He obviously didn't think that this was for real, but he does now. And I think that fear goes through his eyes. I think there's a chance that he just kind of freaks out and orders an attack. That is going to be 50-50. 51 or greater is a yes. He does not. He is able to master himself. Perhaps I underestimated your powers, Druid. 
Still, why should I apologize to these creatures? It is they who should show good faith now by lifting the plague. If they do that, perhaps I will be more inclined to converse with them. Vigo looks at him and he looks at Arn. That was not the bargain. You, Overseer, must submit yourself to trial for the breaking of the compact. Please, please, Overseer, I understand your hesitation. But, Vigo, perhaps as a show of good faith, the spirits of the forest could make some gesture to show that they have the power and the desire to lift the curse. This is going to be another compel. Plus four. Oh, God. They refuse or make a demand which costs you greatly. Vigo rises up. His countenance grows as though the shadows behind him gather to make him seem much taller and greater than he is. You wish a display of the spirit's power. Very well. I shall show you what the forest is capable of. The wolf leaps out and with a sudden hideous snap of its gargantuan jaws, snaps off the head of this guard right here. Blood gouts from the wound as the body falls lifelessly into the snow. His heart's blood, his life's blood, pumping gore into the surrounding snow and mud. Lago pulls his blade. Murderer, he says. Arn has one final chance to stop this from devolving into a Amelia. Amelia that they probably can't win because they're up against these horrible supernatural creatures. Arn says, no, Vigo, you must call off the spirits. Lago is here to make good on his side of the bargain. Please, no more bloodshed. He has to face danger now because if he fails on this, Lago is going to go ballistic and attack. This is a face danger. This could go bad. Face danger. This is going to be heart. This is definitely going to be heart. Plus four. Ten. Strong hit. Successful take plus one momentum as momentum goes up to six. Lago, if you do not submit, all of us will fall to these powers here. Do not be a fool. Arn's words are enough to halt Lago's actions. Vigo puts up his hand and the wolf returns to the shadows of the trees behind him. There is no further need for bloodshed here, but perhaps now you will show some respect to the power of the forest. Yes, I see your power, Druid. You have demonstrated your ability to kill many times now. First, the people of my village who fall into plague, and now my loyal man. Very well, strong hit. I will submit to your judgment. And he kneels in front of Vigo, sneering, just hating this, but knowing now, thanks to Arn's words, that they, this is a fight they cannot win. Lago kneels down and submits himself to the judgment. It's another milestone. Boom, boom, boom. That's two more boxes. I think it is time to try to fulfill the vow. If he resolves the vow successfully, then the spirits will be appeased at Lago's act of submission. They will lift the curse from the village and the plague will dissipate. If they fail in this, then Lago's submission is found wanting and there will be violent and bloody consequences, no doubt. We really, really need to get a strong head here. Six. We need fives or less. 
<gasps> strong hit. So this was a dangerous vow on a strong hit. Mark experience, two XP. The quest is complete. Lago's submission is legitimate. It's honest. He is not submitting out of any sense of, you know, doing the right thing. He's doing it out of fear. He's doing it out of absolute fear that now the, the, the power of this deep wilds that he has brought his people to, to try and survive in, is a legitimate threat to them. And he must submit himself to their will, which sucks for him. But his submission is accepted, which means back in Frostmore, the plague, the curse is lifted. Very slowly, over the next few days, the people start to regain sensation in their extremities. The paralysis of their limbs begins to fade, and the, the falling, palsy-like conditions of their, their faces begins to recede, and they, they, they begin to recover from that as well, including Lago. Days later, as they are back in Frostmore, it's not a celebration. In fact, I think that Lago says to Orn in the Longhouse, just the two of them, the curse has been lifted thanks to your intervention. I fear that I may have led my people to a place that has dangers far above our ability to deal with or comprehend. The Deep Wilds were never meant for humans, Lago. But for good or for ill, your people are here now. I wish you the best in this hard, unforgiving land you have chosen. Nonetheless, the people of the village are thankful that the plague is gone, and Arn has made good with them. He's made friends in the, in the inn, in the drinking houses. And I think that perhaps this is worthy of forging a bond with these people. Roll plus heart. He did fulfill the vow, so he may re-roll any dice. Plus four, and he can re-roll any dice. Well, um, he's gonna re-roll that one. <laughs> he's got an eight and a seven, so that's a match. Something even better happens. That's good. That's really good. Ooh, and I think I have an idea what that is. Nonetheless, it is a strong hit. So he's marking a tick on his bond progress. He's gonna take plus two momentum, which puts him up to plus eight, and he has forged a bond with the people of Frostmore. Because it's a match, right at the end of forging a bond with the people of Frostmore, I think Azarn is packing up his gear and materials ready to go on. When a hunter, he's one of the men that, that Arn has befriended in the drinking house. The hunter comes up to him. You know, begins to engage him in small talk and you know, you know, we, 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 we're sorry to see you go so soon. We, we wish you could stay, you know, why don't you stay with us here for a while? We could use a man like you. Would that I could stay, my friend, but I am hunting a terrible beast. The beast will be hard to track for it flies through the air. A flying beast, you say? I saw such a beast, or at least the shadow of one, against the moon the other night. I knew that it was a creature of great size. I followed it with my eye as far as I could, far, far past the shadows of the farthest reaches of the deep wilds, over the hinterlands and towards the shadow of the mountains. This information will count as a milestone on his major vow, because now he has a lead on where the dragon has gone. Thank you, my friend. If north the beast has gone, then so too it is north that Arn Kalapunki will go. And so he will, next time on Me, Myself and I. Thanks so much for tuning in once again. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to help support the show on Patreon, there's a link below. Thanks so much for joining me, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of Me, Myself and I.